I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome everybody. You're not used to hearing my voice up top. This is the Happy Foot Sad Foot LAFC post-game reaction, the only LAFC post-game reaction where the two hosts decide, nah, I can't be bothered, and instead they have me host the show, but I'm actually happy they have because it, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in my co-host from Defenders of the Bank. You know him, you love him. Maybe you know him as JR, maybe you know him as a scarf, but all I know is he is the nicest, coolest man in LAFC history. I love him to death. And I'm so happy that I'm getting to do a post game with him once again. It only took an entire season for it to happen, but JR, welcome, bud. Man, does it feel good to be back reunited with you, man. I want to get that song, although we've probably taken down for copyright, you know, reunited, and it feels so good. I mean, yeah, it took us a whole season. If you're not used to hearing his voice, guys, hi. <laughs> it's the scarf on Happy Foot, Sad Foot. I love it. Thank you guys, by the way, for at Happy Foot, Sad Foot for asking me to be on this. This has been so much fun. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to talk a whole lot about Vancouver over the next month or so. Unfortunately, we're going to have to. <laughs> whether we like it or not. So we're, we're doing it. For all of you, JR is the only new one. But if there is any new viewers to the show, the way we do this is we kind of give an instant gut reaction. So JR and I will bounce it back and forth. And then callers, if you want to get in, give us your happy and sad foot or feats. We will figure that out sooner or later, whether it's feats or foots. But one way or another, just you have one bad thing that happened, one good thing that happened. And then maybe I'll, I'll throw you a bonus question JR, you kind of alluded to it. Lots of Vancouver yeah. uh, over the next couple of weeks. So how are you feeling coming out of that match? Where uh, Generally, LAFC does not play well on turf. I wouldn't say that they play poorly. I mean, there was definitely phases of the game, right? Sure. Where LAFC sure. looked good and then where they didn't look so good. 
Yeah, first hour of the game, I thought we were fine, right? If we keep playing that way all the way through for 90 minutes, we're walking out of there one nothing, maybe even 2 nothing. You know, we had our fair share of opportunities. Obviously, so did Vancouver. They made the most of Richie Larea as best that they could. But I really did feel like this was a tale of the first hour and then the adjustments. And I think that we kind of got out adjusted in a way a little bit. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out over 180 or 270 plus minutes now over the course of these three round, round first round, three game first rounds. I don't even know how to how to say it. I hate it. I don't like the format. Yeah, I mean, don't. Don't give it a name because it's probably just going to change again. So don't, right. I mean, don't, honestly, don't even get used to it. But for those of you that don't know, the way it will go now is it's best two out of three. And if you're wondering, how do we do that in soccer? Well, let me tell you because it is a new thing. So best two out of three, they're going to play, as JR has already said, we're going to play Vancouver. So LAC ends in the third spot. They will play number six, Vancouver. It will be a home and away flip-flop. So LAC, if they have to, will get two home games. Now, the first team to win two games gets to move on to the next round. No draws. So every game, 90 minutes. If it is tied after the 90 minutes, we'll go straight to penalty. So MLS is once again kind of flipping the script on how things are done around the world. We may love it. We may hate it. All I know is it's just it's just weird. It's very MLS, right? This is yeah. hearkening back to the days of the running start PKs and the, the ridiculous kinds that they used to do at the end of, the, of some matches. But... This, it just feels very American soccer rather than world football, right? This is this whole format. Look, it's all because they need that messy money and the TV money. And unfortunately, they didn't get Miami in the playoffs. So now they're like, well, all right, we'll sell this as a innovation for, for playoff football. And I don't think it is. JR, I had to put this comment up on the screen because you and I are both big Huge. Giorgio Chiellini fans. Huge. Uh, and he went 90 minutes on turf and he made it, although he almost got himself a second yellow late in that game. But that was. That was scary because it would have actually carried over if you get right. a red card. He would have missed the first game, which would have been horrible. How do you feel about Giorgio playing playing on turf? Actually, not just Giorgio. Leo Messi played on. I, everyone's going to hate me. They're like, Vince, don't be MLS and bring up Messi <laughs> just to cram him in. But I got to say, it is interesting that both on the last day of the season started and played on turf. Yeah, Messi is the Taylor Swift of MLS, right? We got to find a way to put her in at some point. Look, uh, I guess I have to change my happy foot because that was going to be my happy foot, but we'll talk about it now. Why not? Giorgio, yeah, go for it. Nine, 90 minutes on turf. And and by the way, looked like Giorgio. Had a great game. I thought he was once again, you know, everything that we have come to expect from Giorgio Chiellini. Uh, we talked about this on our, on our last Defenders of the Bank One More Sleep that we thought for sure no Giorgio Chiellini in the 18. So the fact that he was even in the 18 and then started, played a full 90 and looked very, very good doing so aside from the yellow card and then, you know, getting a little upset. He's, you know, Giorgio's getting a little older. I think he's getting a little upset at these referees, these MLS referees in the end, but a great thing to see 90 minutes from Giorgio. It, it, it means, look, I, I look, here's the other thing I think, Vince, this could mean that this is the farewell tour for Giorgio Chiellini. He's just going to leave it all out on the pitch. And we're going to see him play on turf in Vancouver once again. And however long these playoffs go for us could be the final ride off into the sunset for Georgia. Yeah, I don't think you're uh, surprising anyone. I mean, for all those uh, that are maybe like, what, Giorgio might not play? I mean, the guy's 39. Uh, he's right. my age. Uh, he's both of our ages, actually. So, I mean, I think I think you're right. That probably is. But, what I mean, like you said, you guys talked about it on Defenders of the Bank before the match. You didn't think he'd be in the 18th. So, what do you think it said? Yeah that he was like, what is, what message is, and not just in the 18, as we said, yeah. started the yeah. match. So what, what do you I, think the message was from Steve there? 
the message is clear, right? That first of all, the message from Giorgio is that I'm all in. We're going as far as we need to, and I'll be there for every minute if I can. But the message from Steve was go out and try to win this thing. And if not, we at least show them a little bit of our back line and how good we are. I, I think you take Richie Larea out of this game. And we'll talk about it later. Then I think it's a totally different match, but. Giorgio was as good as he needed to be. So was Mario, by the way. But I think that it mm-hmm. really showed – they mentioned it right on the broadcast. That was probably our best 11. Maybe Kellen you can talk about a little bit in the midfield. But that was yeah. probably our best 11 and our most dynamic 11 to start a match. So I think what we saw was us putting our best foot forward, and that includes Giorgio in the, in the, for 90 minutes on turf. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like that 11 a lot. I, I think that – Kellen does add. I mean, this is a good. This is a good conversation to have. Like, what, is that the best eleven? I, I do. I mean, I've you, you haven't. You, this is your first one being on this one with us. But I've been the consummate Aaron Long defender for everybody. So okay. everyone in the chat can can call me out. And look for what Aaron does. He's great at what he does. But when you add Mario, Mario has kind of the same physicality, but has like a slightly higher level in passing. And I think we saw that the way that they built with Ilya not having to drop back so much and just relying on the center backs, it's a different yeah. dynamic. And I like, I like that from LAFC because I personally don't love when Ilya splits the center backs. Cause then you just, you just take out a guy that can handle the ball in tight spaces and you just move them further away from the goal. And that's for me, it's just not a good thing. So I think that, that, that definitely is. And then, but I, I, I just, I love Kellen. I just feel like you need Kellen to kind of balance that midfield with the amount of running he does. And I think we saw there's a, there's another level to Kellen in the playoffs as we saw last plus because Kellen last season was a very good player, but in the playoffs, it was a whole nother level. You know, I'm going to hot take it for a minute though. I actually think Kellen has been this year's version of Latif blessing for us last year in that you look at his stat sheet, the back of his tops baseball card. He has as many assists and goals this year, Vince, as you and I do. He has zero assists, zero goals, no contributions in that way from Kellen Acosta, a guy who's asked to take a lot of free kicks, a guy who's asked to take a lot of set pieces. So I don't know. I think as much as I love what Kellen brings to the table, he's still a U.S. men's national team caliber midfielder whose set pieces are on fire. But I think this season, what Steve has asked him to do, I think a guy like Timothy Toman can be a little bit more productive in the different ways that he impacts the game versus what Kellen Acosta has been over the course of this season. All right, I'm going to bring in our, our first caller, JR. And before I bring him in, we, we warned you that there might be some nudity on this show. Oh, but boy. Don't worry, because it's not going to happen today. I was going to say, there um, weren't four goals. I was told. I was told the rules. There had to be four. No, how... How upset are we? I'm going to call you Senior Two Nips. How upset are we that we are not going to be having any full frontal nudity on this show? I'm actually at work right now. I was fully prepared to go topless and get fired from my job. Wow. So Commitment. maybe it's maybe it's okay. Well, I would say from my end, not just because you know I'm not a huge fan of full frontal male nudity. I would rather though you have a job. So I, as someone that does not have one, although I will tell you the free time, excellent. The pay <laughs> is horrible though. So I'm glad you're keeping your job, but get, get in there. What, what do we take away from this? What are the happy, happy feats, happy foots? What do you have any, what well, is the sad? Well, just real quick. I wanted to give you guys your flowers. You've been around the LAFC space for a really long time. I don't know if you heard, but on the broadcast, they mentioned if someone was crazy enough to drive from LA and we got someone right there. 
This is true. Who, who actually <laughs> did that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, just just love you guys. I guess sad foot. Uh, I thought Canadians were supposed to be nice, except for when they're breaking people's legs in MLS Cup Finals. Why? What, what was up with that? I, I don't know. It, it definitely, I mean, I guess they kept saying it on the broadcast, right? It do, it's the classic cliche. This really has a playoff atmosphere to it. But I don't, yeah, it felt different though. Like it, it was game, it was more gamesmanship. I don't think they necessarily wanted to like hurt LFC players. I just think that they knew that they got one over on the referee and they were like, this guy's going to let us do whatever we want. And they just went for it. And he he bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I think what made well, it feel also, like a playoff also, match are those yellow cards in the first half, all those yellows that LAFC was getting. It made the game more tense, right? Especially if you're LAFC. I, I have a theory on the yellow cards. Okay. The theory on the yellow cards was the, the referee just wanted to show people what color he, his jersey was he was saying this okay. is the color that i'm wearing tonight he's like i could have gone something else but i just want you guys all to know and by the way if we want to do a full like 110 football reunion connor is getting in here and he's canadian so he knows a thing or two he says it's just richie larea so well, i guess well, his his, I was refer- his word I was is to the booing of max why were they booing max because he's good i know they're not very polite well, maybe weren't, I, weren't they I not know, booing him until after he saved the first PK, and then I think they started booing him, right? I think. And I don't. I mean, I don't think we have anybody from Vancouver in this chat, so I think I can say this. But haven't you guys always felt like Vancouver is kind of like its own thing? It's not really Canada. Like I know it's not really. It's definitely not the U.S. But like it doesn't seem to have it's the, the same. Cali- it's the California of Canada. Yeah, it's there's just something different. Yeah. Like the I feel like the cur- courtesy and the niceness is just not the same. Maybe it's that that good old BC bud. I don't know. But it didn't chill them out. Yeah, no, it's it look, it's beautiful to be there, but if you had to play on this carpet, I wouldn't be very chill either. I mean, that's miserable to play on over the course of a thirty-four game season. So how would the carpet do the shirtless? What kind of if we're talking you had to do a, you scored a goal, you go you if you're scoring a goal, you're ripping your shirt off, I'm gonna guess. Are you sliding or are you not are you not taking that chance? I'm ready for the I'm ready for the chafe. Full chafe. <laughs> take take the chafe for the team. Will we I see like it. Before I let you go, I'm gonna. I, I think this is gonna gonna kind of be how we have uh, w- callers that come in sign off. What what percentage do you feel comfortable of LAFC going to the next round, getting out of the first round? Now that we know we have to play Vancouver again, so give me percentage. And then special sub question: Do you do you think sometime in the playoffs we will reach that threshold where we will see you top? Well, hundred percent. I mean, look what we did against Vancouver in cup matches this year. It's just—it's not a question in my mind. As far as if we'll see the nips in playoffs, the number gets lowered to three. So I think we will. Okay, I, I think I that's like fair because I think, look, play—you're right. Playoff goals account a little bit extra, and and I, th- I think it's—I think it's a good hedging that you said three because two's too—we're going too low. They're not worth double, but three. I think that's—I think that's fair. I'm and excited. I will say that, I, I'm. I'm gonna make sure I tune in when we when we score three. I'm I'm coming back. I'm gonna see it. I'm ready. If I knew yeah. how to if I knew how to do this better, you think I would? Because if Darren and Travis know technology, you would think I could pick this up. But I can't. I can't. I don't know how to put the name that you put in. But you put no Paul Areolas, which is a fantastic <laughs> name. And I wish I could have put that on there for as your banner. But I'm new. This is my first well, day. <laughs> you're new to the pod. You'll figure it out. Yeah, it's my first day. You're just getting adjusted, just like Mario. Just yeah. like Mario's still getting oh, adjusted. Mario. Oh, don't even Can't. start. Don't Can't. even start. Well, Can't I'm going to let you. Any, I'm gonna let you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you get back get to work. Get Connor on here. We, we'll see if Connor wants to come in. I'll let you get back to work, and, and Scarf and I will pick up the, the Mario 
Gonzalez. Snake bit Mario, El Agua Pistolero, as I call him on the uh, on Defenders, the water pistol. I just can't, man. I just the man has absolutely no confidence right now, and I, I, I I'm not going to stand for him. But I will say this: getting in positions to score like that are almost they're not more important, but it's it's a it's a it's a skill. It's more of a skill because finishing can be streaky, as we see. The man has zero confidence, zero luck right now. Yeah. The fact that he keeps getting in those positions makes me feel less worried about him and actually not a horrible shot decent save the guy gets a toe to it he's not like he put it like we've seen guys get in that spot and just like slam it right into the center of the goalkeeper's chest right right but i will say this if i'm steve trundolo and i'm like hey we've got 10 minutes left in this game a la gareth bale that might not be my first choice at this moment In fact, look at what Fufu did in limited minutes as well. I mean, look, he is a freight train full speed ahead, and his first touch is a hot mess sometimes. But he created two chances like back to back right away. And it's, and it's, there's more dynamism, I think, in the way that he creates those chances too. Maybe it's the fact that he's a little younger. Maybe it's the fact that he's playing a little more out of control than Mario certainly is. But I I think what he scored twice within six minutes of coming on this season as well, Crosstev has. So, look, as much as Mario was brought in to be that weapon off the bench, or maybe even he wasn't, maybe he was supposed to be where Kike has been for these last few matches, but I agree. I'm, I'm bringing in Krastev off the bench before I'm bringing in Mario Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think, I think you're right. I think Mario was meant to be the starter, and I think that yeah. they looked at Kike Oliveira and said, okay, well, you know, guys that come in here and they're kind of speedsters, it takes them some time to get up to – understanding that MLS is a physical league. And even if you're fast, like guys will find ways to, to put you down. And Oliveira, I mean, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm really surprised. I never thought he was yeah. uh, Brian Rodriguez 2.0. I thought he had a little bit more to his game in ter- terms of end product. But the fact that he's picked up some of the nuances a lot better really surprises me. And I agree with you. It's, it's shocking that a guy that's as seasoned around the world as Mario hasn't been able to get. But I would say this he only seems to be thrust into the like those pivotal moments where it's like either you right. score and we love you or you don't. So it's like, yeah. we, we are kind of grading him on a scale of that, which is we don't do that with most players. I will, I, I, I will say this. I, I agree with Jacob Contreras here on, on Fufu. For um, sure. You got a pat. There was that one where he did not. His first chance. That. And as much as I love that he drives and he asks questions of the defense, you, that play made me wonder why he you know not not wonder why maybe one maybe start to think okay maybe there is something that we're missing in training and the reason why he hasn't played as much as let's say a bogush or, or somebody else that gets more time right i mean look he scored the goal last game right and i felt like he should have absolutely passed it in that situation he had denny wide open on the left hand side golden boot notwithstanding i just think the better play was for him to pass it but he again was selfish there and i think that's good uh, jason we talk about that on the podcast on defenders all the time too this- i only put this up because i wanted to i don't want to step on your point but just for jason like o- only now developing it i mean cheeky <laughs> has been cheeky might as well change his name to chippy Right? Maybe does cheeky mean? No, I know it doesn't mean chippy in Spanish, but it would be fun <laughs> if it did. But yeah, he, that's that's kind of him. Yeah, especially this season. I feel like it's even more that now. Isn't there stuff going on? You you may know a little more than I do. Isn't there? Wasn't there stuff or isn't there stuff going on off the pitch with cheeky and like family stuff or visas or something that would cause yeah, him to be have, a little more pissed off? 
He did have a family matter, so you never you never know. I mean, he he right. he's just that's just kind of the way he runs. And maybe some players need you know this is the way some professional sure. athletes are. They can't compete to their highest level unless they're literally pissed off every second of of every game that they play. And I think that's kind of cheeky. And I think the other side of it is he has been other than Danny Bawanga, LAFC's most consistent and best player the entire season. So if you're the coaching yeah. staff. What do you do? You tell him like, "Hey, can you calm down a little bit?" But also, like, you're doing great, kid. Like, we can't, we can't Look, really blame you. There's a reason why he's a finalist, right, for Defender of the Year. I mean, I have been shouting from the rooftops. He should have been an All Star. He should get more recognition throughout the league. But he is also it's that Luka Doncic factor, right? You got to know when to rein it in. You can't be sitting out games because you can't, you take too many yellows. You can't be sitting out games because or or being pulled in the 75th minute in a match where we would really like to have you there, but because mm-hmm. you picked up a silly yellow, because you, you know, are doing things we can't have out there, we have to cover our butt at the end of it too. Well, this is a hot take. Ooh. Thomas G. Wow. I just have to He wasn't that really? Bad, right? I don't he was Yeah. Fine. I mean, maybe that that is a tough finish on that corner but that's a that <laughs> the one that fell at his foot right in front of yeah. goal that one yeah. yeah you don't you really don't like timmy scarf did you give a sad foot i know you gave a happy I, foot i yeah look my sad foot is uh, i was it was gonna be god it's so funny we bring up my happy foot right before you asked me about a happy foot now you it was cheeky palacios but my other my other sad foot is that we didn't get to see the blowout that I thought we were going to see going into this. And I think that that would have changed the matchup a little bit. So we don't have to sit here and talk about Vancouver and talk about BC place and the terrible carpet and worry about Giorgio and others for 90 minutes while we're there. I mean, you imagine when, when cheeky went down, right. And he was down for a little bit. I was like, Oh God, just don't let it be turf related. Just don't let it be. If it's, if it's within the game, that's fine. But the last thing that you want to see, especially on a club that, has aspirations and the talent to repeat. You don't mm-hmm. want to see an injury happen on turf. And like you said, now it shapes up to the potential, right? Of us playing 90 more minutes for sure in Vancouver on turf. And then if we win in our second or third game, as we get past the first round, it, it shapes up to 90 minutes at Lumen field on turf. And I think the sad foot for me is that we didn't handle our business take care of the number two spot and have people coming through BMO until we have to play St. Louis. If they even make it that far. Yeah. Lots, lots of turf, lots of turf coming up in LAC's future. Turf. It looks like, cause I, I don't foresee a world in which Seattle isn't able to pull it out against Dallas. I, I like right. Dallas. I like Dallas's style and their approach, but Seattle's just so seasoned. And I yeah. think they can be a bit naive against teams like a Seattle that, that can really do damage. So I agree with you. I think my happy foot, I really liked the play that led to the goal. We talk, I talked a little bit about Ilya not dropping between the center backs so much. Yeah. And because of that, I think he was he has found his way back to playing the way we, we saw him play more last season and parts of this season yeah. where he's just reading the game. He, he's almost like a, a center fielder out there. He's just in space and he steps into that passing lane and then he just knows immediately what's in front of him where the ball needs to go i i love seeing plays like that i love that that's the the direct lafc that i love look there's times when you can play it from front to back really quick you could go over the top but that that ball that you have to send over the top from front to back has to be so precise and so perfect now when you win the ball in midfield and go direct that's when you can really cause some damage oddly enough 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, Buonga still had a lot to do there. He had three guys right. ahead of him. But getting right. that ball out in front right away, <coughs> it didn't allow the opposition to really set up. Buonga, one move, creates the angle, score. So I, I love that. Honorable mention and a lot of people have been pointing it out, Maxime Cropot was very good in this game. And it's very nice to see him save a penalty. Not saying that he couldn't, but we always think of the other goalkeeper, John McCarthy, as the penalty saver. And if it does come down to it, I feel very comfortable if we have to have him because I think we're going to see shootouts. Like, they've naturally put in more shootouts. Right. Like, this is what we get is more shootouts. So I'm very happy about that. I think, sad foot, we've already kind of touched on it. Just, I would have liked, if Mario puts that away, that's the thing too. Mario puts that away. What are we all thinking about him? We like he he's back, baby. He, he, he figured goal. it out finally. It doesn't matter. Right? He figured yeah. it out. We don't talk about the fact that he makes the run or anything like that. We just say he scored and he's back. So that's the but that's the world he lives in. And look, if yeah. anybody knows, he knows that that's the world that he lives in. Yep. He's going to be judged by whether he scores or not. At least from us. At least from the fans. Now the front office may do some things differently, but that's going to very much. He's going to live or die by that. And he, we've got a we've got someone else. That I'm going to come up. Go ahead with your point. I'm going to bring in Jacob. Yeah, so no, I, I was just saying he is wearing a number nine on the back of that kit. So that's he, he knows he knows the drill. Yeah. When you ask for that number midseason, it was open. But when you ask for it, you, right. you got to back it up. Jacob, welcome to the show. You, you know, you know, the drill. You're yes. happy and sad foot. You can choose which way you want to go first. But what do you got for us? Ooh. I think for my happy foot, it definitely has to be Max Kerpo being that villain in the, in, for LAFC, you know, and I think it's also happy foot for him being those allegations for not being a penalty stopper. I mean, the guy blocked the first one. I know he didn't technically block the second one, but he guessed the right angle. I mean, that's, that's pretty huge. He's um, also definitely in his, in Gold's head, right? Like games. Yeah. He was squirting the, uh, the bottle at him, commenting back at everybody in the background. And I think he was, just on fire. It was great to see. I wish we won to kind of cap that off. But like, you know what? He's, he saved us in the game. Sadfoot, I think, is definitely bogus. I feel like he's getting in the right spots and he's just sometimes the people are around him aren't moving in the correct spots for him to pass those balls because I feel like he has great vision, but I feel like no one else is responding to his, his movements. And it's just like he's just looking around, like, okay, where should I go? Um, I think that's definitely my sad foot. And also, I just feel like the playoffs is going to be hard if Bawanga is not there to help us save the game. Mm. That's so I have two side foots. Those are definitely my two side foots. So you, it's it's less bogus, is what you're saying. You you you're not happy with the off the ball runs. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Seems a little I, too stacked. I just feel like he's doing so much, but like no one else is helping to round, like giving him those those wide angles he can pass through or anything like that. I just feel like he deserves more from everyone else. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's fair. I think there was, I think for the first like hour, LAFC was very good unmarking themselves and giving angles mm-hmm. for passing. And then it did seem to start to get a little static where it was guys just kind of waiting yeah. for the game to come to them. And I think that's where Vancouver really stepped it up a notch. And then that's when the game kind of turned. And then I think when they made the changes and, you know, you had the, the extra chances and you did see a lot of guys running off the ball. So that's a good, mm-hmm. that's a good uh, point. Jacob is like when LAFC static, then it's longer or nothing. When LFC is running, then maybe we can under, we can create some more damage. And sure, maybe Bwonga still scores that goal, but you got more options and more guys running. Great points, Jacob. I'm going to ask you what what I've already asked before is your percentage of how you feel LFC will do uh, getting out of the first round. And now that we know we're going to play Vancouver, a whole lot of Vancouver coming up. What do you, how do you feel? First round, I'm giving us 75%. Okay. And I think we're going back home for the first game and I think we'll have all the confidence now that everyone's healthy again. We don't want, I believe no one's on the injury chart, I don't think. And so I feel like I'm giving us a a good 75% depending on who else is going to step up. And I think it just needs to be a team effort. And we, it'd be great to see a three, three zero win. And there's two different goal scores instead of just a hat trick from Buanga, in my opinion. Okay. And you said, I love that you said first round. So I I can tell your mind's already thinking towards, farther on what 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 give me percentage of good not winning because i think when you get to a final even though obviously being lafc fans and the finals that we've lost this year it's been heartbreaking disappointing but when you get to a final like there is some joy in just getting to a final and that the final is what it is you either win it or lose it so i don't want to put a percentage on that but what is the percentage of them getting to the final to the ooh, to the final i'm gonna give a six because i feel ooh, okay it's high it is pretty high, but I'm also feeling confident now that we're fully healthy again. And now that we've gotten some confidence and we've, especially, I know we tied this game, but we didn't lose the game, which is, is great for the team. So I think that gives them some sort of confidence. We didn't lose the game against a team that desperately, not desperately, but they needed to win in order to go above to get higher in the rankings. So I'm giving us a good chance because I think St. Louis is a great team, but I think if we get them second time going again, I feel like we can, we can probably do some, do some good work now that we've kind of studied them lately. And we did really good against them when we played, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, would you guys say that, like, I mean, they didn't play, obviously they didn't run them off the field like they did in CCL, but, like, I'm not as worried about this team going to play in Vancouver now, right? Or am no, I am I, I being, because, like, they also looked good. It wasn't just the fact that, like, they get a 1-1 draw in Vancouver when Vancouver kind of had more to gain from this than LAFC did. LAFC was just standing pat really from this, right? Obviously they dropped down one spot, but like they couldn't go up and they get a one, one draw and they played some, some nice football at times. So do you guys feel like turf is going to be a problem? Look, I, I think what we talked about is enough times on turf can lead to enough problems, right? I mean, you have enough variables in the equation. Eventually one of them is going to trip you up. And mm. uh, I, I don't think turf in Vancouver will be a problem. Right. But then we're talking about playing against one of the gold standard franchises in MLS and one of the most talented clubs in the league in Seattle at Lumen Field in that environment where we know they'll have 40,000 plus there and it's still on turf. And look, it's it's a place where we haven't played well over the course of our six years as a club. So hmm. I'm not worried about Vancouver on turf. I am worried about turf in Seattle. I do have Jake. one question, though. So after this first round, is it also best of three if, if you go past the first round or is it just best of one? Great, great question. Everything goes to best of one after that because they just love to do weird things. So to JR's point, if it is in fact Seattle, there's no coming back from that, right? There's no like, okay, well, if we 
lose the game on turf. We just got to win the next two. No, it's it's done. So that is where turf does get a little bit risky for LAFC. But hey, Portland crashed out. So at least there's one of the turf teams gone. Not that we were <laughs> going to end up playing them anyways. But I want to thank you, Jacob. Thanks for, for hopping on. It's always great to chat with you. Uh, thank you for the points. And, and a lot of people are agreeing with you. I had Thomas G say 75% is solid. So we're, there's some optimism out there. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. You guys are amazing. Thanks, dude. Cheers. All right. So he, he brought up I, something interesting. Yeah. Is, is LAFC still Denny or bust? I mean, today didn't help the, the argument, right? Yeah. I, it just, it's hard for me to say like, cause like uh, every team has like a, a goal, go to goal score. Right. And right. a lot of teams like that guy doesn't, if that guy's not going, you're normally your goal score is your best player. So if that guy's not going, then you're not going. He's, he's just so dominant. He's so like you, you, what, what we say, and this is like a, this is an NBA term that has now come over to, to soccer is usage. Like he uses the ball. And, and when I say that, it's like the play ends one way or another with him. Usually it's right. either a shot on a goal, a goal or a corner kick, something like that. But like when he gets the ball and he gets possessions, the ball normally is going to end some way or another with him. And that's just his style. So in a lot of ways, he forces that, right? Because he's not yep. going to play make. So when he gets the ball on his foot and LAFC, I don't think LAFC, but it, from that perspective, that's where I'm saying I don't feel like it's him or bust because I don't think that LAFC is looking to feed him the way, say, in 2019 when Carlos was going for the goals record. It was like, just pass the ball to Carlos, even though we had Diego Rossi on one side. Right. Right. Um, it felt like everything was going through Carlos. I, it, it doesn't quite feel like that, but I would say in terms of like who has that cutting edge and that extra level, he, yeah, he might. it well, might be Danny or bust in that way. And I feel like he is becoming even a better playmaker. I mean, we're talking about the Mario G save, right? It's off of a Denny beautiful through ball, if I remember correctly, right? So Denny's even making, sometimes he's a little too unselfish himself. I think he made a pass to Nathan Ordaz a couple of games ago towards the 90th minute. And you're like, no, you're our guy. You shoot that, right? So you're, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, on that mm-hmm. aspect, if you're Denny Buanga. But man, uh, you know what though? Golden boot. That's three guys in six years. Carlos Valdez. Well, we haven't even, we haven't even talked about that. How cool right? is that? I mean, it's look. He'll be the first to say it doesn't matter if you don't win the MLS Cup and all this, but but you know what? He has pride, right? I mean, he wants he wanted to win this thing, and he wound up winning it going away, right? I think twenty to seventeen was the margin. He had a in style. I mean, Costa, yeah, six goals in his last three games. Like he came literally came out of nowhere in this. Whereas yeah. when he got to the last day, guys were like, "Well, maybe I could put a hat trick together." No, man. Danny Buonga scores a hat trick. You can't do that. <laughs> right? And look, he had no hat tricks in his entire career before this year, and he has four. Four. Yeah. Just I mean, loves them. And, and in all different yeah. com- competitions, all different situations, because you could say there's guys that score hat tricks only at home or right. only against bad teams. The dude does it all over the place, and that's that's pretty cool. But, yeah, an individual award isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to make us all happy at the end of the day, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think he, and I, uh, sorry, especially if that's all we have to show for the season playing in the yeah. finals that we had a chance to play for and everything else. Ah, it's going to be frustrating. And, and also, I just don't think, I don't think he's going to get the MVP from all. all of this. No, no. I mean, I, because he gets the golden boot, he definitely doesn't get the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Right, is there any comments in here? We're kind of, kind of winding down. If anyone else wants to jump in, uh, I threw the link in there, but I think we've kind of covered it. Do you want to talk? I mean, I would talk more about who we're playing next. Like I talk more about the playoffs, but we literally just played them. So everything that we've talked <laughs> right. about is going to be similar to the game. I guess, the one wild card for me, and they brought it up a little bit in in the commentary of this game, is is, is Kubas. He's a very good six for them. Burhalter not not even close to his level. 
that does change the complexion of because they were very cagey even at home i think because they felt like they didn't want to open up quite as much if he's healthy although he's coming back from a dislocated shoulder and a rib injury injury that's probably all part of that so even if he's back i'm sure there's some pain but that's that that could be what the wild card in this in this matchup is and you wonder how much Vanny Sartini was telling the truth when they said on the broadcast, if it was a playoff match, he would certainly be playing. Well, right. I'd say that too if I had no intention of playing the guy this time anyway, right? So you, you wonder, look, LAFC is going to train for the eventuality that Kubas plays. I think we'll certainly, because I, I think it was you that said every game is a week apart from each other, yeah. right? So this has the potential. He'll have a week to get healthy from today. And even if he doesn't play at home for us, then he may wait until he plays at Vancouver because you know you're at least guaranteed that second game. So mm-hmm. I, I think I totally agree. I, I was going to ask you too: Is there are there any changes you make in the eleven moving forward on LAFC's side? I, d- I mean, I guess it depends on how fit Kellen is, but I, I feel fine with Tillman in there too. Tillman's a little bit more of an offensive option, right? He's not going to cover as much ground. But yeah. to your point, Kellen's not going to give you any stats. Right. He's going to he's the, he's the do all guy. And with honestly, with Ilya playing the way he has, maybe you don't need Kellen because Ilya is really covering a lot of ground. So that's I think that's probably that decision. And then who who partners with Giorgio Chiellini is going to be Steve's two biggest decisions, because I, I think the front three is the front three. I think Bogush is earned a spot. Ilya obviously earned a spot. Your fullbacks are the same, at least for this round. So I think those are your biggest decisions. And it, it, it will be interesting. It really will be interesting. And to your point, LFC will train as if Kubas is playing. I mean, they'll train. I don't think they train as much per opponent personnel, unless it's like messy. I, I mean, I think I think usually, and this has kind of been the way LFC has been from day one. It's like, we play the way we play. If our plan A is on, it doesn't matter who's on the field. We're going right. to win this game. However, the day before, I think the coaching staff goes in and shows some videos and goes, hey guys, just a heads up. This is kind of, if this guy gets in this situation or when they get the ball here, these are some of the things they like to do just so it's fresh in your memory. But I don't think they spend a whole week going through all that. So it's an interesting, interesting approach to the playoffs and an interesting way to play. But I have to keep saying it. A whole lot of Vancouver. I just, I don't love it. Maybe it's because it's the two out of three. Like I wouldn't mind playing maybe Vancouver in a one-off, but like just back-to-back games against teams. It always just, especially in MLS, it turns into a wrestling match. Teams, games are tight. They're just not as fun. And I, I, I caution everybody. Playoff soccer is fun because there's consequences and there's real stakes on the line. It's not fun in terms of how pretty the football will be. I, I have a very good feeling it will not be very pretty. Yeah, look, even if they go to the standard, right, home and home or home and away and aggregate format, I'd be okay with that, right? You still get two games. The team still knows they're playing at their place, but it, it feels very American soccer. I just, I don't love it. I'm I'm going to blame LAFC in, in Philly because MLS probably saw that final and was like, you know how cool are shootouts? Shootouts are great. How can we get more shootouts? I got an idea. <laughs> Let's force it so that they basically have That's to cool. have them. You know what it was all about. It had nothing to do with our final last year. It has to do with that guy hogging up all the payroll in Miami this year. That's for sure. They wanted to try to milk out one more game with him, one more shootout with 19 cameras going all at once. Look, they're trying to milk the cash cow, and they did a great job of it. But, ugh. yeah, Timothy. Yeah. Finally set in for Timothy. Sorry, bud. Yep. Could be four games in a row with Vancouver. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. I think we've covered a lot of stuff. 
I want to thank you, JR. And a lot of people continue to stream in with the 110 football comments. Yes, this has been a 110 football reunion of sorts. <laughs> and it, it warms my heart to see some of the fun comments and also some of the banter about 110 because that's what it was always about. So it has been awesome. But despite 110 being gone, JR, we can find you somewhere week in and week out multiple right. times throughout the week with that beautiful scarf wall. Can you please tell the people where they can find you? They should already know. But for anybody that doesn't, for sure. listen to this Look, man uh, so you can find him. We are at Defend the Bank on Twitter, but everywhere else, we are at Defenders of the Bank. We're going to be recording, I think it's episode 282 in just a couple wow. of hours. Philly is actually calling a game at UCR right now. He's doing something for the ESPN Plus network, so that's Got pretty it. sweet. But yeah, man, we'll be here. Head on over. We do our stuff live right off of StreamYard as well. And and again, thank you. Thank Travis and Darren and you guys for, for bringing me on. This This just felt like really comfy slippers, like slipping right back into it again, man. I absolutely loved it. Any big plans for the playoffs or is the schedule pretty much the same? You do the night before and then a, a recap or are you guys going to be? Yeah, especially this week. I leave in about nine hours to take 38 eighth graders to D.C. along with seven other teacher chaperones. So this week is going to be recover from D.C. and then uh, have enough energy to do one more sleep on Friday and a game on Saturday. So Very interesting time to be in the nation's capital. So that will be interesting for you. It's Yeah, but actually, it's kind of neat. They're going to get to meet with Senator Alex Padilla before we leave, too. So they'll be able to ask him some questions. It's going to be fun. But yes, this is a very interesting time to be heading to D.C. And I love the chat. Dude, the chat was on fire today. I love you guys. The chat was on fire. A lot of, lot of good comments. Actually, I, I, was, I was surprised. I thought there was going to be a little more like the sky's falling, but people were very level-headed and had some very good takes. So Yeah, I, I, Raven of the Week, just a little bit above there, who said, yeah, we were rested, started our strongest 11, scored first, and still couldn't win. I'm not thrilled. Same. Same. I hear you. Yeah. I think that's that could be – I think Raven of the Week just wrote my takeaways. There you go. Done. Can I just copy and paste these? I don't even need to write anything more. That's like, that's like summed it up in a nutshell. Well, Darren and Travis, I think we'll be back at some point. They're in a secret location, hold up in some kind of bunker, probably just uh, trying to not put any, you know, worries on the playoffs. Maybe that's what, maybe this is just their preparation for the playoffs. I don't know. They're, they're interesting people, but they should be back and we will be back. But as you heard from JR, also make sure there's there's going to be plenty of content for you between Defenders of the Bank, for, from Happy Foot, Sad Foot, all the podcasts. There's there's too many to name. Part of LAFC, Shoulder Shoulder, every, everybody out there. And if I didn't name you, I apologize. There's there's new ones that literally pop up like every week. So it's very awesome. We are much loved here in the LAFC community. And I love all of you for coming on. Thanks for every all of our callers that came on. Well, JR, we like to sign off. I say we, but this is really a Darren and Travis thing. We love to say, love you, bye. So I will say, love you, bye. 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 Love you, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.